hello everybody and welcome back to bloody good horror my name is eric and i'll be your host for this evening where we will be reviewing no exit i'm told this is the name of a fancy play you can guess who told me that joining me tonight first up from manhattan new york city please welcome john to the show hi eric Am I revealing? Oh, yeah, am I revealing, John, that I'm a rube tonight on the show? By that I know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I like that you think that wasn't Evident. common knowledge. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Next up on the show from the left coast, please welcome Rachel to the show. Hello, thanks for having me back. Sure, is that appropriate? Do people say that the left coast? The best coast. Love it. Next up from Indiana, please welcome Casey. The no coast. <laughs> Takes four day drive to the ocean. And last up tonight, <laughs> also to Lake Michigan quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's pretty big. Also from the left coast, I think California. Is that right? Yeah. Los Angeles, California. Wow. Fancy. Please welcome from dads from the crypt, Jason to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, Jason, for people who don't remember, we had a couple months ago, I want to say like December or January, we had mondo on the show who's also from dads from the crypt and we'll talk about it later but you guys have a show where you review tales from the crypt episodes and do other things yeah we uh review an episode a week and we have some guests and we talk dad stuff and yeah we'll talk yeah we'll get to that love it they have pretty awesome guests yeah casey <laughs> trying to get eric that's past his bedtime so <laughs> yeah yeah he's like yeah we're gonna start recording at like eight o'clock west coast time i was like not with me or not but have fun <laughs> <laughs> i can do math sir all right let's do it ladies and gents oh i closed my ipad john because it's about to die mm. this is unprofessional let's do it take a quick break and discuss no exits you know what i love john one of my favorite things is when you plug an ipad or an iphone into a computer this usually happens in windows and it connects like something happens but then it goes not charging and it's like, fuck, why? Yeah. Why not? Well, step one, it don't it. have a PC. Like, no, dude, well, don't get me started. Even, don't get me started. I'm on a Mac at work right now, and it's trash. I hate it. Even better, though, sometimes you plug that Apple product into your Windows computer, and it says not charging, but it really is. Oh, interesting. There you go. Maybe it's yeah. charging. Maybe. Yeah. Does it give you like this device not supported message? That's always a... A positive. It just says yeah. not charging on my <laughs> iPad, so here we are. Do you find a word yet, John? Is it okay to toss to yeah, you? Yeah, bro. Or, okay. All right, John. Come on. What are you talking about? Hey, please bring totally us. Totally had a word. Please bring us <laughs> the word of the day. Eric, today's word, which was prepared well before we started recording, is perforate. Mm. That's P-E-R-F-O-R-A-T. A little hat tip to Rachel. Uh, point me in that direction. Um, Just a little hat tip to Rachel. Pierce <laughs> and make a hole or holes in. Mm-hmm. Perforate. Mm-hmm. Um, they they give they give an adjective. This is always fun. There's that's the verb. Uh, they give an adjective definition. Perforate, uh, which I, I guess 
I don't. I, t- I don't even. I'm trying to like use it in a sentence in my head. In any event, but then the the definition is just perforated, which I don't understand how. <laughs> why? Like, why? Why would they do that? That makes no sense. I really thought I was about to learn something. No, no, no. <laughs> it literally. I'm like confused. It says adjective perforate, and then the definition is perforated. They're like, what? Okay, what? No, that was not helpful. Uh, it comes to us from Latin, per meaning through. And forare means to pierce. Mm-hmm. I love when there's just a clean Latin etymology. It's always my favorite. Perforated. I love it. English is such a brutal language, John. The Latin always sounds so fancy and yeah. erudite. But English is so flexible. That's what mm-hmm. that's what I like about it. You you know, think about how many words just get like made up all the time. They actually taught yeah. Latin in my high school. I doubt they do that anymore. Well, when I say that, it was like, we had Latin too, it was like an elective, like you had to take a language and it was an elective language, but I had the sneaking suspicion that they would only let you take it if you were like exceedingly smart and successful in school. Like if I was just like, yeah, I'll take Latin. I feel like they would have been like, eh, so maybe you need a, like some remedial Spanish, sir. <laughs> like phase one of jo- joining the Illuminati. Right. Like you have to qualify for yeah. Latin. At- that, would be <laughs> a, that would be a good way to vet people. Yeah. Can you read this mysterious um, symbol here? And let's start there. Sadly, my small Indiana high school said we ain't teaching that stuff. <laughs> I doubt they do I, it anymore, but I could be wrong. Who knows? I don't I know. I think any kids, most of so. the symbols are just the alphabet, Eric. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, like you Illumi- anything about Roman, you know, Illuminati. I'm, ta- I'm talking about John. I'm talking about like a mysterious coat of arms that may or may not like uh, possess yeah. a bunch of signs for people about. <laughs> world plans that kind of thing, okay you know but have you seen the back of a 20 dollars like bill on what you do? something that they <laughs> yeah. exactly like basically the whole plot of e the, pluribus unum. the whole plot of the scary of whatever that movie was yeah <laughs> right. I, I was wondering if we were going to get there and we did yeah there, there you go all roads lead <laughs> john uh tell me about this movie no exit no exit. Yeah, I mean, I, there's not a ton to tell. Um, we this this we were looking through sort of recent releases, as one does, uh, and this was just recently uh, debuted on Hulu, Feb 25th. Um, it's a it's a Hulu original, a Hulu only. I don't know what they call those, uh, but it's available on Hulu. This is not an ad. Um, that is where we watched it. Uh, it comes to us from Damien Power who had one or two other uh, feature film uh, credits. The only one that I recognize is a movie called Killing Ground, which was from 2016, which I believe is Australian. Hmm. Uh, I think he may be an Australian gentleman. This movie was shot, No Exit was shot in Australia, although the actors themselves are not all Australian. Um, So yeah, uh, the basic plot here, I'll try to keep this brief. We have uh, Darby. We meet Darby. She is a she is in recovery uh, for for drug and uh, lots of drugs abuse um, by her own telling. Um, she's not like super into it, um, and she gets a phone call that her mother is in the hospital uh, and has had a brain aneurysm. And the call is like from I don't know. It's like the sister's boyfriend or someone who's like tangentially connected, and. So she's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go. She calls her sister, and the sister's like, no, don't come. So there's this whole setup of like, she's trying to get to see her mom, but the mom and the sister, it's unclear that they wanted to see her. Um, but 
so she uses this as a not as just an excuse. I mean, I think she really did want to see her mom, but she also uses it as an excuse to escape from rehab. She steals a car. She drives off. She's going from Sacramento to Salt Lake City, and she gets stuck in a blizzard and basically is told by a police officer that she has to get off the road and she has to go to this, uh, what are they called? Rest stops. Like it was, it was like a, it was, it was a visitor center. It was a visitor yeah, center. Yeah. It was for like a specific place called like Muir, Muir Far. Like I've been to Muir Woods, which visitors, is like, visitor centers are like rest stops, but they're useless. No, well, it was like, but they had like the park stuff, like they had the maps and all is, the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Things. That's what I'm saying. They're like, <laughs> if they're, yeah, they, don't have the, they don't have the food, the vending, they might have a vending machine. There was some food. They might have a vending machine. They have toilets coffee. that yeah. haven't been, they have toilets that haven't been cleaned in like a decade. Like they're friggin' useless. All right. Well, it's they're, all kind of just a setup. They're the a great place now, to get murdered. In fact, which this yeah. movie pours out. <laughs> so, She's stuck now in this rest center with uh, a husband and wife or, or like a couple, Ed, played by Dennis Haysbert, uh, the Allstate insurance guy, although has, you know, been in other stuff. He um, was, he's respecting he, the president of 24. He like was the 20, that was, the, that was my thing. He's the president I of did, 24. Yeah. I did see a couple of those seasons with him. Um, Dale Dickey is his. Uh, wife or like significant other, his partner Sandy, um, and the uh, daytime hooker, yeah. And then <laughs> but, you know, uh, we'll get to it. It's just hilarious. Like, I have also a very specific thing about who that woman is, but it's totally different from you guys. But it's like the only <laughs> thing I've ever seen her in. There's there's two other people in this, there's five people total Lars, who's like uh, antisocial, you know, kind of strange. He's he's having some issues and then there's ash who's sort of like nice hunky guy uh i don't know we don't get a whole lot of background on any of these characters um and that's it and so what happens is darby at one point she goes outside she's trying to find signal and she realizes in the back of a van that is parked in the driveway or in the parking lot is a is a kidnapped girl and so now she is like in this you know, not even a cat and mouse game yet, but what evolves into somewhat of a cat and mouse game because she knows that there's this kidnapped girl. The people who kidnapped or the person who kidnapped this girl doesn't know that she knows. Um, and she doesn't know who it is of the four people. Um, though she like pretty quickly targets uh, Lars because he's a creeper and the most obvious candidate to have been <laughs> yeah. kidnapping girl. It then is revealed pretty quickly that like Lars is the kidnapper. Um, and that's like sort of like the first of many twisty things that happen throughout the rest of the movie, which we can get to. I love it. All right, Rachel, what do you think? So I went into this with pretty low expectations. I did not have high hopes for it, um, but I ended up not having a terrible time. I think that it definitely has faults, which I'm sure we're going to get into, but uh, it reminded me of kind of the TV mysteries I would watch growing up and really kind of have a, a love for. Um, and so I think even though this one had a much meaner streak, uh, which again, I think we're going to get into, but 
you know, I think at one point this is intended to go theatrical, which I think would have been a mistake because some of the issues that are kind of forgivable as a TV movie um, would have been less so on the big screen. Um, so, yeah, although I don't know, maybe that's changing now. Maybe we do have higher expectations for straight to streaming. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about that, too. Who knows? Um, Does anyone think, have any expectations anymore? Let's be clear. Not fair, if you've been doing fair. a show like this for years now. Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, when you first picked it, I was like, wait, this one? Is this the one you're talking? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trailer yeah. looks cool, but yeah, I mean, I think I struggled with some of the pacing in this and some of the tone in this. Like, it's a little all over the place, but for like a one and done watch, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I, 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 there are things I liked about this. Rachel, you'd be shocked by our movie selection process. People usually are when they hear it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the committee and then everybody we goes take it to very the basement seriously. and lights yeah. a candle. And when the smoke rises from the chimney, it has been chosen. <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely not Sunday at three o'clock when everyone's texting me being like, what are we watching? And I'm like, uh, this thing. <laughs> To be clear, we did pick like a, there was a handful of things that we were. Yeah, they yeah, gave me but, some options and I picked one. Yeah, I would love to see these the reject pile. Not Oof. to that, not that it has bearing on my thoughts on this movie, but I'm just curious, like what got the shaft? Oh. They might we might still be coming back. To yeah, we'll okay. yeah. Uh, Casey, how about you? All right, I came into this with zero expectations as well, and ultimately, I'm I'm not far off from Rachel. This. It's not a bad movie, and I'm not disappointed that I lost the hour and a half that I took watching it. It does feel very first thriller movie, kind of, for the filmmaker. It seems kind of by the numbers, kind of basic. There's some twists in here that did catch me off guard, and I will give them that. That's cool. But there's also some twists that felt like they were bolted on here, if only for continual reactions and it just didn't really work out. There's some out there's so you know, some of those plot points, it's like, well, you didn't really need to bring that up and we could have been just fine. There was two or three of those in here. But I don't think anybody did a bad job. Dennis Haysbert and uh, Dale Dickey are both experienced actors. That's not a surprise. The younger folks here that we haven't seen before, they were all fairly solid. Even the kid who was placed there to be our obvious uh red herring <clears throat> which, you know, turned out semi-true as we go through and whatnot. And it's even that kid had a specific part to play, but he didn't do a bad job at it. So perfectly passable movie, just not necessarily going to win any awards. Jason. Yeah, like everyone said, this is the kind of thing where I think it's best where you have no expectation. You haven't seen the trailer. You don't know at all where this is going until like until they get, they get to the visitors and you're like oh okay we're kind of like in a, almost a whodunit kind of a, a reverse whodunit in a way and you're like well this guy's so obvious he's such a red herring that he it can't be him but obviously we, we, we say that it is we already said it, it is him um and uh actually i liked the way it was shot there's some cool framing shots uh, like people kind of standing in structures and um Again, this is a woman who's dealing with addiction and she's obviously struggling and she finds a bag of a white substance in the car that she steals. And then like, you know, she's like tempted by that. And then she's driving through a literal blizzard of snow of white, of white substance coming down on her. So I, I kind of like felt a little bit of the, the, the dread that she must be going through, worrying about her mom, getting into this kind of shady situation. Um, so I, I kind of, at least in the first half, I, I was kind of feeling feeling what she was going through a little bit. Um, but also, we have, I don't know if we mentioned yet, but this is based off a book. So I wonder whether they felt um, a little beholden to 
cram every twist from the book. So some things might have read better than come off on screen. Um, we get to some of the, the later twists. I'm wondering whether they might have been held. Uh, it's a little uh, involved in a way that actually kind of makes sense when you think about it being based on the book. Yeah. It mm-hmm. seems like we're missing some of that flavor text that kind of builds out their relationship mm-hmm. with all these people and how they got there, right? Because mm-hmm. I had right. no idea. I had no idea there was a book on this. So, I mean, I thought that was pretty interesting to hear. But overall, again, it's a perfectly serviceable thriller. Again, as a, as a horror fan going into this, I'm like, where's this going to go? Are demons going to show up? <laughs> like, I was getting like a 30 days of night vibe for a little bit. Like a vampire is going to show up and they're going to have to barricade yeah. themselves in there. So again, it's a good, it's a good movie not to watch a trailer for and just kind of going completely blind and just kind of go for the ride, but not the best movie, but I enjoyed it. John Schnorris. I'm pretty aligned. I, I would say though, maybe on the like lower end of, of the responses. It's funny. I feel like Hulu, this is like their wheelhouse of random ass movie pretty competently put together you're like 90 minutes on the nose like they just i feel like there's a lot of these things either that we've seen or like people have recommended to me um they don't market them like i had not heard of this movie at all unless you like literally open hulu and you're like ah no exit i had to like search too it was not served up aggressively um yeah i mean uh the 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 there is a shitload of plot in this movie. I mean, like everyone kind of hit on it. I think Jason, you're probably right that the the screenwriters who Rachel had called out there, it's the folks who wrote uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, like the sequel to the Ant-Man film. Wild. I mean, yeah, I, like, I don't know. Like they're, it's, it's like just on the verge of being good in my mind. <laughs> like there's like enough pieces there. It yeah. does. I like Rachel, I know you wanted to get into it. Like it goes to some like pretty gruesome places. Like I, right. In on there's like one universe where this is um like a noirish thriller. Right. It's kind um, of almost weird where it goes in like a oh, like is this is that what that kind of movie we were watching? Like it there, sort of there's took like me legit back. like body yeah. horror-ish things that go I mean not 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 kinda like they're pretty body horror-ish. Um and yeah, it's just it feels like the tonally, you know, as I think Rachel you said, like it's just all over the map. So I don't know. I I didn't think any of the actors were like killer, but I think some of that probably is on the script more than the yeah. acting itself. Um, if anything, they're doing like, you know, noble work in trying to sort of get there. Um, on the Dennis Haysbert point, like uh-uh. I, I, no, no, look, like <laughs> I enjoy him and he's by far like the best part of this movie in my mind. <laughs> You just, I feel like if you're casting him, you know exactly what you're getting. Like there's no, yeah. he does not have like wide range. Like he's playing the Allstate pitch man <laughs> in this movie, but like he's great. Like it's just, he just has this like presence. Dude, he's got a him. gravitas, I think is the right word. Oh, like yeah. It's so good. And like the character that he's playing here ends up, I, this is if anything, the thing I would, I'll stop, but like we should dig in a little bit. Cause I think the thing that we were most confused about just based on the email thread is like the Sandy character and her role, yeah. but like their relationship, this is where I think a lot of that is probably in the book. Yeah. And you don't get, it does not translate to the movie. Yeah. They just didn't, they're like missing one mm-hmm. piece of it. There's a moment um, like before the ship blows up where he 
like dresses down one of the people that ends up being like one of the killers. He's like, you, that wasn't your story to tell. Like he gets fired up and he's like point and it's like, yeah. he's mad. And you're like, I'm sorry. Like you're like watching the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah. Um, oh, dad is mad. Scary as shit. But he's the only one who like, really has like that it's, gravitas it's in like, the movie. I mean, the, yeah. the other bad guy, like the, whatever, this is spoiler alert. There's, there's a twist. Turns out there's two kidnappers. It's like there's only four people, so you, you will guess who it is pretty quickly if you're listening to this. But I felt like he was actually pretty good. Like being asked to play a psycho, like there's a couple of scenes in this movie where I'm like, oh boy, like this guy is yeah. nasty. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. just watched um, Assassination Nation for the first time, and he's in that as well. As oh, like the, oh, he's the, the guy yeah. who makes out with the transgender character. Right, right. So I was like, okay, I knew where that guy was. He actually has pretty good range, I thought. Um, but they, yeah, they they do the first twist really quickly. I thought it was going to be like most of the movie was her trying to figure this whole thing out. Mm-hmm. So uh, I look yeah. at the runtime and I'm like, wait, there's still so, an hour left. Where are we I was going? Wondering if they, they could have put a couple uh, character beats as they were kind of going on with the mystery a little bit, could have fleshed some things out. Yeah, yeah. I'm like pretty in line with everybody here. It's. Basically what this is, is it almost kind of gave me weird, like a weird nostalgia I was not prepared for, for like 2010 direct to video movies. Like before it was all streaming, this might just go DVD to like the last blockbuster in your town or something. That's kind of the level and the vibe that I got from it. I think at its best, this thing is like an economical little thriller um, I also think it's part of like, I think we need a name for this now. I'm going to call it like, I don't know. We need a name for this kind of COVID era movie where they clearly tried <laughs> to shoot with as few people as possible and like yeah. in an isolated place. Cause I, I keep saying this like every movie we do lately and I'm seeing the trend, like regardless of what the movies are about, we need like some kind of, I need a catchphrase, John. I need some kind of bunker to put these on. I mean, COVID movie like that. It's not, doesn't <laughs> yeah. have to be complicated. Well, you're, this is Bubble why you're flick? not, this is why you're not <laughs> the in the promotions department, John. Bubble buster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't get confused with the new movie on Netflix called the bubble. Mm, the bubble about yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. So, but I think like where it goes wrong, it's, and I didn't know it was from a book, but with that weirdly kind of makes sense. To me, where it goes wrong is where it's sort of violating the tenets of just being a tight little thriller. And I think it does that in two ways. The biggest one is this freaking twist. Like the second twist is very dumb. And I want to talk about it because she sets it up. The second twist is the nurse. Oh, I thought you were like, you're saying the first twist is that there's two. That's fine. And and it, it does come pretty early, but it's like, in some ways it kind of meets out in a way that kind of makes sense. Like it kind of works. Oh, totally. And when it happens, like pretty brutal. Cause like, she's had this moment where she's like confiding in him and like, Hey, you're going to help me. And it was not obvious to me. It's put in. He sold me on it. (laughs) It's put in, in a way that I think, um, it's put in a way that I think helps with the pacing. Cause you don't have a lot of characters. It's a very much based around this tension. That's like, very situational base, like very quiet little moments between characters where people don't know things about other characters and that's slowly ratcheting up until secrets come out. And then the second twist of the nurse is insane to me, partially because I don't think it makes any sense of what we've seen from the character before. It's like, she's not a character and then she is like, right. and <laughs> all you see from the movie to your point, John is like, 
they're just a super tight, loving like couple who's kind of like paternalistic, maternalistic towards this younger character and trying to protect her. Mm -hmm. And like, that's all you really get of her until she says the line out of nowhere. She says (laughs) one of the worst lines I've ever heard, which is, to her husband, who all, so far we've only seen how tight they are and how they're like a unit. And he's like, babe, we'll get through this. Like, we get through everything. She goes, what you don't know about me, you could fit in a backpack. And I'm just like, bitch, what? <laughs> is it like a big backpack? And it's a, in the like, moment yeah, you're watching it and you're like, the fuck is she talking about? And like, then- Is a, it just this one thing? Then, then, but that's like the only work they do to get you to what happens a few minutes later. And then it makes sense. But then you're like- Oh, come on. Like, well, what? and yeah. there's one flashback in the whole movie that feels right. so out of left field. So right. out of left field. When they show her being so like, the like dude, housekeeper. And the thing that the, the thing that's <laughs> the thing that's frustrating. <laughs> the thing that's frustrating to me about it is that you, they didn't need it. Like I think it's no. a, I think it's a really no. tense movie that uses the actors they have and the setting they have pretty well. It's not amazing. Yeah. But it's not terrible either. Like it's got a lot of tense yeah. moments, and I think just leading up to like the chasing around the woods and the snow and like a physical confrontation and people are dying, I think that's all you need here. And to throw in that second twist does very much feel like something a super long book might do to like keep mm-hmm. it interesting. And again, like something that a book might have a lot more opportunity to develop before it hits the yeah in a movie it just comes out in a movie it comes out of left field it feels out of place and i would also harp on the tone thing because the whole hand scene felt all of a sudden i was like did this turn into a saw movie like what the fuck is happening (laughs) like two movies smooshed together like one of them like a ya mystery and then all of a sudden it's torture time the other the rest (laughs) of the movie is like it's not that it's not Tense, intense, but it's not violent like that. And to have that come out of nowhere seems really weird. It's really well. There's it. So the thing I would say about the violence is that it is set up pretty early. That like there's a girl like pretty uh, heavily, you know, not bandaged, like tied up in the back of a truck. Like, and she's like ten. This is not like yeah. So it's dark from the outset in that like. We're talking about like a kid being abducted and trapped. It is, but Rachel, like the YA description, you're kind of onto it. Like there is a way of doing movies that are basically about dark subject matter, but you're not like really going there. And that kind of was mm-hmm. what the movie feels like until all of a sudden it's just like, well, it's just like cranks yeah. the soon, wheel. I would argue like as soon as Ash, the like second <laughs> And then they're like, oh, by the way, uh, uh, human trafficking and holes in hands. <laughs> and like, well, as soon as Ash comes in, it's like that's when they just start. Ra- it just starts ratcheting from there because he's just like, t- you know, taking no prisoners. Like, I'm going to fucking murder everyone. Like, we'll yeah, do whatever gonna we burn down. Yeah. Who's going to burn down the whole place? Yeah. Yeah. No, this, See, I think one, there was. Sorry, Jason. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, th- there's that scene where they're, she's about to take off the uh, tape from the girl for the very first time. Again, we still don't know exactly what kind of movie this is to- in totality. Did anyone think that she's going to turn out to be like a demon or yeah. possessed or a vampire? Like something crazy <laughs> was about to happen. You were still holding out for the demon at that yes. part. Wow. I want my demons. 
That was like halfway like, into the movie. I'm like, this is like an Evil Dead movie. Here it comes. This is the demon. <laughs> Dude, okay, you know what? Human trafficking. If a demon showed up, I would have been fine with everything else. I just want oh, to say that. Totally. For the I'm always been, yeah, like high fiving. I am always on board for surprise supernatural crap. Not so much oh, okay. surprise hole in the hand because the surprise supernatural is like so over the top that you're like, cool. I don't know, man. I'm like, you know, like a dust till dawn kind you of, got me. of thing. Yeah. There's good. some muddiness yeah. in the like cinematography going through some of that stuff too. Cause when uh, she first discovers the girl in the back of the van and that first scene that we see that she realizes somebody back there, I had no idea it was a 10 year old. I didn't either. It, wasn't, at first. Yeah. it wasn't until like later and they actually took the tape off her mouth. And one of the guys said, she's only like 10 that I had no idea. Because it's very yeah. dark. It's yeah, very, and that kind of takes some of the sting away if you're not picking up on that plot fact. Yeah. At that well, point, then they, on. when they show her like abusing the nanny, I was kind of like, this girl is not. Yeah. So that's another, <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing. It feels like they're just trying to go for this shocking twist, but all you're doing is completely like kind of ruining the dynamics of the movie because then you don't give a shit. It, you're like, all right. No, it, it definitely, I, for me, I was just like, what the fuck just happened? Like, it was, was, and and yeah. that scene especially with how jarring it is because it's the first time we're really cutting away from this setting. It's like a Lifetime movie is what yeah. it feels like. Well, you know, what it reminds me of that does it a hundred times better is Gone Girl. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. I could see that. Right. Yeah, we're like, where they kind of twist it completely though they recontextualize the whole thing and it, it works, but here... It's also a movie so, where you're already used to jumping around, mm-hmm. you know? I, the other one that this made me think of, do you guys remember the movie The Getaway? We did it on the show, yeah, which is like yes. the only reason I watched it. That's another yeah. one that like there's like multiple twists and like by the last twist, you're like, what? well, and then there's a there's one big flashback that retcons the whole movie, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so really quick, let me let me lay out the like Sandy situation because I want to make sure. So because there's two there's two alternate paths and it's not 100 percent clear to me. That, it, that the the film picks one of these paths. I think if we wanted to be charitable to the movie, Sandy and De- Dennis Haysbert, was Ed, I think, are there intentionally. Like they were either like called there by the kidnappers or otherwise were like following the kidnappers. Basically, Sandy knew that the girl was sick. They didn't, maybe didn't know. She either like forgot to give them the right drugs or because there's this, there's like a couple of things. But Dennis Haysbert was not in on it though, right? At all. No, No. but so, but he very, this is so like (laughs) at the very beginning, he says, Sandy just surprised me with this trip to <laughs> Reno. I was like, out of nowhere, she decided to I go forgot. to Reno. Okay. And, and she so was like, obviously pissed about his gambling. Yeah, well, yes. Uh, then that's that's like, that to me was like one of the worst reveals is like they're broke, which like, if they're broke, why are you going on this trip? Like, there's a lot of, but so she also, was like. why is the nurse vacuuming? <laughs> well, that. Maybe she wasn't actually say, like, the nurse. Well, maybe she was the nanny. Like that's where it's like, they didn't explain any of that. Like maybe she was there to like both help the girl, but then was also like cleaning a little bit for the family okay. or something. Yeah. Or she I, was I, just uh, talking out her ass when she told them that the, she was a nurse. Right. No, I, I have a guess, but again, this is doing a lot of the heavy lifting for the movie. She was a nurse who got fired or was laid off and be- decided to become a nanny 
to this girl who has some sort of this uh, uh, Addison's it's called Addison's also sociopathy as well. And then somehow she meets these guys online (laughs) to come up with this kidnapping plot. I guess there's some throw throwaway line. I think about they took the wrong drug or something is I think they're just idiots. Yeah, they they said that there was like a mix up about the drugs. Yeah, Yeah, so I didn't catch the mix up again that but but that makes I didn't catch that John's theory. But Make you have to sense. like this is where it's like you have to put all that stuff together because it's definitely not like served to you in any like cohesive right. way. Right. Um, like what yeah, if it's I mean, what if it's just like a Stephen King setup where they're none of them are related to each other, but they all end up in the same place and it's just a thriller. Like what if they just did that? Wouldn't that and then there's just, demons or yes. <laughs> <I'm getting laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Though? There's more intent in Sandy though. Like John was saying, because yes, we do find out eventually that Sandy and Ed are broke, but it, from the very start, he said, well, she surprised me at this trip to Reno and she was making one off comments. Like, well, yeah, you're just going to gamble again. Like, right. Or you go, of course it, you're going to play poker. It's like, there's <laughs> only five characters, but the plot is like a rat King. It's like impossible yeah. <laughs> to untether. Yeah. That's a good description. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, but this is where uh, the book could be pretty good. Um, there's <laughs> maybe an edit of this that works, but there's so much, so many of these like little details that you have to hit just right. Because then the other thing I was wor- not worried, but thinking about was like, if Sandy knew the whole time who these guys were, she knew the girl was in the truck. Wouldn't she have like facilitated more or like tried to like Helping. run cover for them even more than she was? Especially if she was there because the drug mix up, right? She'd be well, wanting yeah. to take care of her. That's what I'm saying. Like she, yeah, she could have like, there's things she could have done. To, I also, like, make I don't, it's weird. I'm keep thinking back to the scene where she finds our main character and the one guy in the bathroom when he's threatening her. Then the guy mm-hmm. pretends to like kiss her like they're together or whatever. And then what you, th- while you're watching it, what you think is happening is that this woman is trying to like check in on her make sure she's okay mm-hmm. and is picking up some weirdness and trying to suss it out. But why would he kiss her if they're yeah. in cahoots? And then also what, so what, how am I to read her in that whole scene? The late, the old right. well, the lady. They're like, he, he has to convince whatever the hell the main character Darby he has to convince Darby they're not like in he, they're not in cahoots like that's part of the, the sh- too much co- too much cahoots yeah. in this movie I feel there's like. a lot that's a lot yeah. of cahoots <laughs> and that's the thing like there are movies that pull this stuff off where you've got these like layered relationships and interactions yeah but the problem was like Sandy they introduce it so late in the movie that you're just like, when it comes in, it's like, what the fuck? And like, I guess you can put it all together after I, the fact. But, I do have a compliment. Yeah. I think it is a very nice looking movie. And I <laughs> really, this is just the thing I enjoy when they do, when people do it well, which is this contrast between the sort of cold blue blizzard outside and the sort of warmth inside visually. Mm-hmm. And they, they do that really well. And I, you know, and I think that the visual tension is handled pretty well too. Yeah, there are uh, some decently tense set pieces in this. Like when she's in the back of the van, that whole sequence like is slow really, oh, yeah. Yeah. it's successful. And in those places, I think the pacing, like the director gets the pacing there. And I want to kind of go back to something John was saying about needing more character beats. I think the fact that we got to that reveal so quickly robbed us of some, like the 
My issue with the pacing is about that first act and not having the time to actually get to know these characters and do any sort of like character work. So there's no real stakes because there's no real character building. And I think this movie would be even better if we actually had something beyond the barest of sketches and Mm. like archetypes that we have in that. They spend so much time with Darby in Mm -hmm. that, like you spend like 10 minutes with her getting out of the, whatever the treatment center. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No, it like it matters. They could have like teed up the recovering addict thing way quicker. And to your point, like spent some of that time. She could have already been driving in the car. Yeah. gotten a voicemail from somebody that could have explained all that plot. <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah. why did you escape? And you why have did you run away from rehab? Or they could have done. We need to check off heroin. Bag Your mom is disappointed in you. <laughs> exactly. She's dying. Done. They could have done like a, a, a news broadcast or something. You know, be on the lookout yeah. for this car or for this person who escaped yeah. from whatever treatment center. I do yeah, have to say, like an APB bulletin on the cops yeah. uh, so radio pre-show. What was the show you guys were saying you knew this nurse lady from? Uh, my name is Earl. She my was name Patty is Earl. the okay. daytime hooker. I never watched. She will always be Patty the daytime. I hooker. never watched that show, but she has like a crazy memorable two episode turn in Breaking Bad where she plays like a meth head in like the deep stages of addiction, like real, real bad looking who yeah. squishes her husband's head with an ATM. That's like the big Dale Dickey is fortunate or unfortunate to, you know, to have a certain look to her, but she is a fantastic actress and she's shown up a lot. And like, she's in uh claws uh, with Nietzsche Nash and uh, the other guy, uh, Hank from uh, breaking bad. She's great in that. It's, she does some really crazy stuff. I always love her. I say, I call her Patty the daytime hooker with love. <laughs> <laughs> she was, I think, wasn't I she a big it. character on uh, Deadwood? I uh, think maybe. I think she I was. I mean, that sounds, that feels right. Spiritually. Yes, I, I can see her in that, but I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. If not, she, you know, her lookalike was great. Uh, yeah. I'm going to. She was it. great in Winter's Bone. Yeah, she's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. Oh, I mean, she has a lane lot. for sure. Oh, yeah. But she's good at it. Mm-hmm. No, I love they, her. Uh, John, you were talking earlier on when we were doing our individual reviews about what kind of movie this was. And I'll tell you, I think what exactly what this movie was, Hulu somewhere, let's say 2019, 2020, they had a uh, series on Hulu called In the Dark. And they released a 90 minute Mm -hmm. movie every month. And it was 90 minutes on the dot. Some of them are good. Some of them weren't. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of people that were coming up in the world of, uh, you know, movie making, directing and stuff. They were given chances to. They had a lot of good cast. This feels like it was probably queued up for season three and they got canceled. Well, I thought that, that, was, a, that was a Blumhouse thing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There were, yeah, there were some interesting stuff in there. This feel this would have fit in perfectly into that in the dark into the dark setup for hulu i think this is exactly where that comes from yeah. she that wasn't in deadwood i can't believe this guys yeah oh god so in rachel's america she was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah okay yeah she'd be a ringer for that. It took, i was like what is deadwood it, like took a second to penetrate my brain here we are yeah. <laughs> um anything else about this movie you guys want to mention? uh so kind of going back to what you were talking about um the setup taking a while because of the drug addiction thing that was something that was apparently not in the book and was added for the film and mm. i kind of wow. for me this one of the strengths of this movie for me is the darby character I actually really liked her a lot and i think havana rose leo lou 
I'm probably mispronouncing sure. that. Um, really gave a strong performance. I think she did the best she could with, you know, kind of a limited character role. Um, but I was, I'm kind of conflicted about how I feel about the addiction of, or the addition of her being an addict. Cause on one hand, I liked that it sort of broke the stereotypical narratives you see about addiction. Like when it's in films, typically it's about sort of this cycle of, you know, addiction and and relapsing and things like that and, and it's and like this, you came through this challenge and now you really know what it's like to live right <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, addicts yeah. definitely never face yeah yeah no or they're you know <laughs> in the murder cabin or whatever this thing is um and i think it's kind of humanizing to some degree but i also think there I, I came away from it wondering like what are they saying about addiction especially knowing that they added it and that like one of the major final like triumphant plot beats is her relapsing and it's almost like well, it's almost like superpowers she <laughs> uses the drugs to help her remove a nail from her own hands <laughs> true i thought it was genius i i actually really like that moment so it's pro it's pro drug is what you're saying well that's that's sort of yeah <laughs> And you kind of have to read it that way. <laughs> I um no, because there is a do the other, drugs because they they make you then you won't feel pain and you can do cool stuff. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is like a another comp, but probably not a great one because this movie's old and I haven't seen it in a long time. But that movie Identity, like basically Rachel, I'm I'm curious and I know none of us have read the book, but like the version of this where there's no main character, but they're all sort of like mm. equally main that's characters. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. It's that. And that's why the like the movie identity kind of popped into my head, like sort of versus here where they very much made the decision of like, this is her movie. She's the one who's going to get this major arc of like, I don't know, being a drug addict, like to using drugs again and then not mm. being a drug addict anymore. I don't know, but it's not even a clean arc to your point, but they definitely made the decision that it was her movie as opposed to a movie that's like focused on the thrills and the, uh, I don't know, the intricacy of that plotting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of floored that they added that. Now they, now they know right. that I'm, I'm really confused because right. yeah, that's changed the whole nature of, you know, the first third of your movie. And again, but, like you said, that final moment where she does drugs to get out of that situation, that that's kind of a, interesting choice and then to find out that they made that they i figured they were beholden to the book and the book was supposed to have some metaphor or plot line that would stem from that or lead up to that but they were like they hey kind of threw that in there they were like hey you know yeah. what this movie needs um more plot let's <laughs> it almost seems like a pop, almost seems like a popeye moment we're like oh here's my can of spinach to get out of this <laughs> the book didn't have enough bullshit in it let's add some more yeah i just i guess i just don't get the intent like we get a flashback mm -hmm. of her almost ODing. We see, you know, right. that it's absolutely disrupted her life to the point where she doesn't even get to be with her mother when she freaking dies. This movie is brutal. Um, and then, yeah. but then it's a triumphant moment in the movie. And I'm just kind of like, where are we, what are we trying to say? Yeah. Where are we going with this? And it's, it, I guess we don't need an answer, but it definitely left me with a little bit of an ambivalent feeling about it. Yeah. I'm a little more down on the movie now, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> one of us. One of us. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you recommend this? Great time to do that. Rachel. Honestly, I kind of would, even though I have issues with it. I think it's a fun, like it's a good sit. Casey. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think it's a good sit. It's worth a watch. <laughs> Jason. Yeah, I agree. Like I wouldn't have watched this if it wasn't for the show. But I'm glad that I did. So, yeah, sure. John. I'm just going to say no. 
for sake of variety. More than <laughs> um, I'm going to say yes. If you would have rented some like direct to video <laughs> trash from Blockbuster in like 2010, then like, yeah. If you're like into middle of the road thrillers, you wanted to shut your brain off and be like, just dance for me. Like then, yes, this is. <laughs> Look, if you have Hulu, you're paying for this. That's movie what I'm already. saying. You're already so, you right. already paid for this movie, so you might as well you might as well yeah. watch it. Kill some brain cells with it. It's not that bad. And Dennis mm-hmm. Dennis Haysbert, he's delightful and charming. Yeah, and, and win your heart. Daytime hooker and kind of scary, <laughs> like a little scary, but also like it's like you don't want to disappoint him. So it's like a combination of those things. <laughs> yeah, you fair. just won his approval. <laughs> so bad, John. You have no idea. Okay. It is time. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. The mindless, murderous fury that was buried with Jason has been reborn. Starts Friday at the Lions Avenue and East Sprague Cinemas. This is James Duval from Donnie Darko, May, and Sushi Girl, and you are listening to BloodyGoodHorror.com. accidentally almost clicking on this react thing Let's see what happens john yeah i'm clapping cool <laughs> um skype can do that but it can't allow me to put four people in equal boxes on my screen for the stream so that's cool it still looks fine for me I, i'm in the grid view no but where are you though yeah, I'm, I'm in like the, right the top right corner. corner. Yeah, oh yeah, right. that's fine with me. I like myself to be small, so. No, no, but here's my point. When there's only four of us, it puts me tiny up in the corner like that. It puts two people in squares and a third person in an awkward rectangle on the other side, and there's nothing mm. I can do to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dumbest. Huh? Just put us all in equal boxes. Do what Zoom does. Zoom is like the only, I know, we, whatever. I'm not, I don't want to get into it, John. Come to the Zoom side. Ooh, I wait, tried. Have you tried, Eric, have you tried large grid? That actually looks like it does what you want it to do. Listen to these size queens Ooh, talking about gallery. their boxes. <laughs> I am. I'm now, I, now, I'm not, now, see, it's delayed, though. Well, it, it took it a second, but then it like clicked over. No. And it's on time for me. I'm yeah. de- I'm delayed. Wait, I could do this. So I could put myself over this stupid thing. Give, give it a second. All right. Well, in any event. Okay. We're just troubleshooting in real time. You know what? Yeah, you know good what? Audio. It's good audio. Good audio. You know what? This works, John. Thanks, buddy. 
It looks I'm here for. ridiculous in the stream. But you're Join right. the That's Patreon keep... so you can see this happen. <laughs> you think it's hot shit in audio? You should see it live. It's hot shit. Audio. That's why John works in the podcast. There you go. Yeah, right. That's right. Uh, oh, my God. This is so confusing. Hold on. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, and now I'm gone. Damn it. All right. Do we have emails there? Are there emails? Or are we you, just going to go right to the tweets? You did this, so I don't. We're going back. Should Eric? Can we talk? I'll, you know what? I'm going to talk about some other technical difficulties we've been having. Please, because that's you a thing we need to mention. Although they're not going <sighs> to hear this, apparently. So, um, last week, last week we were so Apple. optimistic about going yeah. to Anchor. We were so excited. So we switched over to uh, Anchor, Rachel. Uh, that was not because of you. It was something we were thinking about anyway. And then, oh, do can I blame how the rest of the sentence? Ends, Wait, can I blame? Glad or sad? Can I blame <laughs> Rachel? Well, no, the issue and like this is a known issue that or that I was like I was aware of in the back of my brain. Basically, Apple podcast, which is the primary um, um, podcast like database that a lot of other apps actually lean on as well for for sort of like identifying podcasts and like cataloging the RSS feeds and yada, yada. For whatever reason, it is currently not picking up the new RSS feed that Anchor is that we've sent to Apple, uh, the, the anchor and Apple like help centers, both say it can take up to 10 days. We're basically like at 10 days and they're like, if it's been two weeks, you should complain. <laughs> You're like, okay, cool. So we're two, two episodes later. Um, so right now the bloody guitar podcast is showing up everywhere. Well, everywhere other than at least as far as we know, Apple and then Overcast, which is what I use. Anything that's but pulling I directly from Apple. Yeah, anything. So because we had submitted the RSS from Anchor to Pocket Cast, Spotify obviously gets it automatically, um, Google Podcasts, um, I don't know. There's a handful of others, but they're all getting the new episodes. They're showing up. So we know the feed is working, and it's not just working on Spotify because it's working on Pocket Cast as well. It's just not working on Apple which is where most people listen to podcasts. So there's that. Um, yeah, I would say hang with us. We're going to get it figured out. Mm -hmm. This was an unintended consequence. <coughs> it's a good time, John, to mention that if you are a subscriber to the Patreon podcast feed, yeah. you would get this show early and never miss it. Well, and, and I do think, Eric, it's a good shout that like, that feed, which like we had struggled to like figure out what to do with it. And obviously we like in the ancient history, we had done spinoff shows that were only in the Patreon feed. Now that feed is just early, early release bloody good horror, which you get usually on Thursday when Eric kind of loads up the show after editing it. And then on Monday you're getting a classic episode. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it. So if well, you grab it has, that, it has the archives as well of all the old spinoffs. Yeah. Of all the other episodes. No, totally. And so it's like, it's a good, useful, helpful, feed in a way that like i don't know in the past we just hadn't figured out what to do with it and i think we've got a really clear idea now so here we are stay tuned hopefully everything's back to normal soon um and if you hear this and you use apple uh great shout That's out awesome. yeah shout out to elizabeth who's the only person who's like hey uh I don't see the show. In, uh, well, I get it. I'm going to say something in the post show today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We, like, I, I get notifications like because I have it subscribed on Apple and it pops up like new episode. And I just like didn't notice that it didn't pop up, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, don't forget to check out patreon.com slash bloody good horror. You can get that feed. You can also get the live uh, feed of the show and see me mess around with Skype in real time. Send yourself who uses Skype 
it's us. That's we're keeping <laughs> Skype running, keeping the lights on over there at Microsoft HQ. Uh, I don't even think Microsoft people use it anymore because everyone's on Teams, teams. meetings. Teams. Have you guys done a Teams meeting? Yeah, I use Teams. Oh, yeah. Wolf. yeah, we use Teams at work. It sucks. Uh, it's the worst. I, it's okay. I don't mind it that If much. I get an invite to a Teams meeting, I literally will email people and be like, hey, do you mind if I just send you a Zoom link? Like, it's much easier. Really? I don't, <laughs> no, no. I'd rather use Teams. Yeah, I don't, <sighs> I don't mind Teams and I like that it has all the chat stuff. Like, and it, I like that it has the chat and my calendar like all tied into it well most of my stuff is like external meet like i like the team's invites are coming from external people and i think you're right if everybody's on a team's so whatever it's my company that, but... it's like if you're in the company use it so it's all internal yeah john yeah, you exactly. just need a better it staff oh i mean fired. i have the team's app it just sucks like if you're not a native user it's like what's the point but if it was set up correctly on the back end you'd like it better i promise <laughs> no but we don't we don't use it as a company is my point like we don't yeah. we don't <laughs> use fair. microsoft stuff like so <laughs> i have to use it just because external people use it whatever i it's it is what it is okay that's more fair i yeah. love i love corporate communication talk on bph it's my favorite <laughs> i have a lot of thoughts um jason where can people find you when you're not here well, when I'm not here, <clears throat> I host the podcast Dads from the Crypt. Um, me, Mondo, and Jody are three dads. We met through Bloody Good Horror Slack, uh, specifically doing trivia when uh, early days of COVID. Yeah. And uh, we review uh, episodes of, dad, of uh, Tales from the Crypt. We do dad advice. We do song of the day. We do trivia. We have actors and directors and producers who worked on the show come on and do interviews. And um, we actually have a mini podcast going on right now about the making of Bordello Blood. Um, it's basically created by one of the producers and writers, and it's called How Not to Make a Movie. So it's basically about how much of an enormous shit show it was. You know, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Um, it's it, it's very entertaining. Joel Silver cracks me up with his antics. And that's um, in your feed, right? That's in our feed. Yeah, he has his he has his feed, but we're kind of sharing it. Mm -hmm. So because uh, we're helping him produce it, so yeah, you can go to our feed and get both of those shows. Um, and it's only like half an hour, uh, little bits. So it's just really kind of jump in, jump out. Love it. And then um, we're also starting to upload some of our older episodes onto YouTube, um, and we're hopefully going to be doing some uh, Q and A's with some people from the show as well in the next couple months. So very nice. Well, so stuff. search dads from the crypt in all your things that you search in and you'll find it. There you go. Rachel, what's going on over at the zombie girls with a Z network? Uh, we're up to our usual shenanigans. We've got uh, our various uh, shows on the network. Um, I'm trying to think what are some highlights from recent things. Um, I had a guest host on when uh, we reviewed the film Bedeviled, which is this, uh, I think it's a Korean revenge film that I had never heard of. And if I haven't, you haven't seen it, it's wild and I highly recommend it. Um, we This week, we're going to be putting out our interview with the director of Hatching that we're really excited about. Mm -hmm. She was really interesting. Um, the movie is really interesting. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what's going on this week over on our show. And but you can find us on zombiegirls.com or love it. And there's Apple multiple... until we switch to Anchor, apparently. <laughs> All you, the usual flavors. You guys have multiple uh, shows on your feed, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a little something for everybody. Love it. Check, uh, check mm -hmm. that out. Zombie Girls, G-R-R. LZ. 
There you go. That's right. Another bonus if you become a BGH patron is you get to see Rachel's cool hairdos on when she's on the show. <laughs> Thanks. What I like about your hair, Rachel, is you also do like you get the pink hair, but you're also your eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And all I can think is like, Gotta what is that? Do they have to like fully strip your eyebrows too to do that? You um, know, the way well, they do is- the hair, you know what I mean? Like, so it's makeup. <laughs> oh, dude, I love it. I don't mean to reveal your secrets. Thank That's amazing. You. Thank you. I get a lot of like double takes at the brows. Yeah. I like it because it, you almost, because it matches, it's like you don't notice for a second and then you're like, oh, all right, cool. Should I just have pretended that they grew this way and been very offended? <laughs> Actually, I had to dye my hair to match my eyebrows. Thanks for bringing it up. The funny, the funniest thing to me is having a daughter that's turning 22 in May. I I know what Rachel's got going on. I know what she's doing. Oh, well, I, I understand it. it. I love it. <laughs> I've helped buy products. <laughs> that's adorable. Um, Casey, what do we have on Twitter? Uh, we got a few tweets on Twitter tonight. Uh, we're going to jump back to one that's left over from last week from another longtime listener at Blutbergeisen. Which would you rather watch, the stand or the Langoliers? I've never, stand. I've never seen the Not stand. Question. I've never seen the stand. I used oh. I used to rent the Langoliers double VHS all the time. It's oh. real bad. It's terrible. Like, it I is. loved it. It is. <laughs> Bronson Pinchot, it's bad. The stand is not, I mean, if I, you like, I would watch it on like 10 or If you like real legit, like bad movie, like campiness, the Langolier is like, you could, you could do worse. Yeah. Yeah. The stand is obviously better, <laughs> but just put the Langoliers on in front of people and watch it unfold. <laughs> Maybe that is the like point of her question. 10 minutes of that? Bronson Pinchot pulling papers apart. Like, <laughs> yeah. the Langoliers arrive. I mean. Because people forget, uh, or, or whatever, or they're just not as old as we are. The Langoliers, that was around the time where, like, any kind of Stephen King miniseries was like a fucking event that was like big time mm-hmm. late 90s monoculture or maybe like mid 90s or something early 90s mm-hmm. but like if there was a Stephen king miniseries you you watched it like because the only stuff you really watched at night was like one of the networks you know what i mean so it was like a big deal yeah do you remember um storm of the century oh yeah yeah oh yeah I watched all of those. I don't know yeah. that I ever finished it. Wasn't that that was a four parter? I think. Yeah, this is really long. Yeah, and the stand, long. the stand as well, right? It was a miniseries. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that but was I, a long one. The it was, was only two too. tapes. I think it was like, I don't know, maybe six hours on tape. Two tapes at know. SLP, John. Super. But long. the book yeah. was over yeah. like twelve hundred <laughs> pages, right? I did read the book at one you point. You know, I'm like I'm literally school. like going to eBay. I'm like, I need a Langoliers for you. I would not have this in my collection. I'm pretty pissed now. I can't believe you don't have it. I'm actually <sighs> somewhat surprised. Someone apparently got it first when that place went out of business because I 100% would have bought it. Yeah. Langoliers right. is money. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we dip down under from our longtime listener and fan at HorrorFan4129, also known as Aussie Indy. If you could erase a 2021 movie from your brain so that you could experience it all over again, which would it be? Or a movie you'd like to forget? I'd love to forget Spiral and rewatch Malignant. I like that he thinks I remember any th- a single thing yeah. that happened in yeah. 2021, movie or otherwise. <laughs> 
Yeah. Anything I put in, I have to lose something on the other end. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just in and out. I could tell you like all the lyrics to like an Eminem song from like 1998. But yeah. you're right, Rachel, you're right. Like any new information boots something out that happened like a week ago. And that's just how exactly. <laughs> I would love to watch Malita again, like for the first time. That's just one of those yeah. like unique experiences. Yeah, I could get no, down with you. that. That's a, not a bad uh, suggestion on its own. That was pretty <laughs> out there. Yeah, I don't remember I what like, else um, came out. <laughs> I mean, not so that I could watch it again, but I could unsee Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That'd be fine. <laughs> I wouldn't mind, you know, I wouldn't mind experiencing the rain firefight in Halloween Kills. Not really the rest of the movie, but just that opening where he comes out of the fire and just beats the shit out of everybody is real good. Yeah. <laughs> Murders that guy with the jaws of life while flames shoot around him. <laughs> cool. Is, is the last one of those this year? Yeah. Good news, John. I didn't even click on the link because I hate everything. But there, they were. I saw a headline this week that was like Blumhouse is going to make another Halloween movie after Halloween ends. It was like, no, cool. No. I guess cool. No, thank guys, you. just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hear that? It's going to be the Cult of Thorn. You hear that, Jason? That's Bond? what it's going to be. Uh, okay. Well, in that case, I'm back in. <laughs> oh. you Apparently, know, the novelization of Halloween Kills. Has references <gasps> to your favorite cult. It um, okay, Rachel. I love it. Rachel, I literally <laughs> Eric might read a book. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm not making this up. I literally just got chills when you said that. <laughs> One of my biggest Didn't regrets it? in life. He just changed his eBay search. One of my biggest like disappointments in life is never seeing a proper sequel to Halloween Six. Mm-hmm. He never yeah. references it either, which is weird. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely never said that on the show before. Yeah. All right, next up we have a thinker from another longtime fan of BGH at Sumnambulabrum, who is also known to us as Alyssa. Oh, all right. Got it. (laughs) Since the book club is reading the ruins under a horrifying nature theme, what aspect of nature scares you the most? For me, I have an intense fear of hurricanes, despite living nowhere near hurricane zones. Interesting. Hmm. That's a good one. I don't Hmm. like brush like thick brush where you can't see what's living inside of it. Like I, I think that comes from when I lived in Florida and I just had this deep sense that like being a landscaper is probably the most dangerous job there. Cause there is, yeah. there is some shit living everywhere and it's yeah, probably yeah. not friendly <laughs> when you, li- when you live in a hot place, like it's not friendly, whatever's living. There. I mean, I don't know if this is like exactly what you intended, but like snakes, I think is probably yes. my answer. It's like, they're part of nature and they're very scary. So. <laughs> I fucking yeah. hate snakes. I'm not big on, I kind of hate spiders like a lot too. I was going to go with spiders, especially if you've been watching uh, the TV show from, which I just know. had its oh. season finale. Oh, no. I had some issues with that. Dude, I just said spiders and I'm all itchy. I can't. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Eric, I uh, drove into Florida once and we stopped at like the first rest center, first visitor center. First thing I see when I get out is a sign that says "Beware venomous snakes." Cool. <laughs> I almost stopped back in the there's car. There's a thing. There's away. like a phenomenon in <laughs> Florida <laughs> that I ne- I didn't ever encounter until I moved down there. I'm sure I like used to talk about it when I lived there. But like, you step on grass and you see, and it's like you don't see you don't see what it is, but the grass shakes and it's in every direction as like awake when you're walking. It's the weirdest thing. Like there's every five feet there's a living thing like under your feet somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, I'm deeply house cat identified, so <laughs> all of nature is my answer. Same. I, I, grew I, up at, I grew up in small town, Indiana. 
prions. Like anytime I see any article about that, I'm like, I can't even read it because I'm just going to spiral into a wait prions. Oh, like is prions it, disease and things that, like that. Uh, aren't those? Isn't that the like cat like um, parasite or whatever? It's some. I don't know if it's a pair. I think it might be a parasite, but it's something we have no defense of, and it's just like a ticking time bomb of nature that eventually it will spread, what? and it's like hmm. a zombie-like disease. <laughs> Welcome to my spiral. <laughs> How do you spell <laughs> it? Sleep. <laughs> I do get have a fear of whenever I'm in the body of water and it's murky, and I can't like see past my feet or like see like my like yeah. if you're like in the murky lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That always kind of creeps me out. Yeah, that's um, no, totally agree. Scary. There's, I don't want to toot my own horn, but my first published short story was a story called Deep Lies the Murky Floor that is just about that beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, prions. Yeah, out of the ocean off the shark's plate. Rachel, prions call, are virus like proteins that cause mad yeah. cow disease, among other things. Yeah. Jeez, yep. God. Yep, and they're I mean, coming. Don't eat people <laughs> or coming. don't eat people <laughs> or cat brains. You're probably okay. All right, we got two more tweets here. Next one is from at Whitney, please. What is your earliest earliest memory of a horror movie or TV show scaring you? What was the scene? Does it still scare you today? We have we've gotten this question before. There's been versions of it, right? Um. Here, I'll, I'll hop in. You guys go, yeah, Jason and Rachel, no one's ever gotten this answer from you. So the first modern horror movie I remember seeing, because I watched, you know, Godzilla and the Universal stuff, but the first, like, contemporary horror movie I saw as a kid was the Blob remake. Oh, oh nice. Is, oh. Which is one of my all-time favorite movies, Amazing. but scared the crap out of me. <laughs> and two scenes in specifically. One is where the woman is, the, the diner waitress is stuck in the uh, phone booth. Yes. And it's like closing in on her and like crushes her that. And then the other one is when they're in the sewer and the blob eats one of the kids and the kid oh. jumps out and he's like all dissolving. Yeah. I was like, I was yeah. the same age as that kid. I'd never seen a kid. get caught. <laughs> <laughs> it, was it was terrifying. Oh shit. That's something else I got to worry about. <laughs> yeah. If I was your parent, I'd be like, see, better listen to me. <laughs> I can happen. And the best part was this was on the black and white TV because it was, you know, oh, wow. late 80s. Jason. Oh, amazing. So and, for me, yeah. it started with a sound more than what I saw. I was like in my room playing with Barbies or whatever, minding my own damn business. And I started hearing Rachel coming from the other room. And I peeked out of my door down straight shot down the hall. And my dad was watching Pet Cemetery, and it was Zelda. Oh. <laughs> Dude, no. yeah. That's I mean, terrifying. that was one of my first two, and it's fucking mm-hmm. that movie. Well, ne- you never get away from that for the rest of your life. Yes, I think I've told the story, but my grandfather had me watch The Gate when I was like, it's scary. my grandfather used to show me all kinds of like random shit. It's yeah, scary and like you were terrified of The Gate from the well, gate. and I don't. I mean, I, yeah, The Gate. I don't even <laughs> know if I've seen it since. Like, I was probably like six or seven. It's about kids, right? Like, don't the parents like go away? And then it's like the kids are like, so that also was like scared the shit out of me. You know, I was like, oh, yeah. My grandfather, my, it was my mom's dad, just he had no filter for like what he was showing me. And, you know, perfect example. So it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I re- I still, I've told this before too, but I still have vivid memories of watching uh, Poltergeist with my parents when I was very young. And that whole scene where he slaps the steak on the counter and it crawls mm. away, it's, it still gets me. <laughs> 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 uh, 
All right. The last tweet we have is from at Schnecky91. And, well, I probably should have skipped this one, but we'll go ahead and ask. Whatever Uh-oh. happened to the beer guts guy who hated everything? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's We're off sure. somewhere right now drinking a beer and hating everything. Um, yeah. He, Joe actually has a podcast. He reviews... Um, called small town failing he reviews like uh lifetime movies yeah and hallmark i think hallmark yeah like that whole that whole ilk so go check the it out. genre yeah, yeah. do you know you that john you, out there john you look surprised when i said that did you know that uh no suzanne told me oh, gotcha. she keeps me posted on the joe comings and going so <laughs> he's he got a spy i love it yeah all right is that it casey that is it eric love it um let's see update john my iphone did charge from that same charger so i think that's my <sighs> thank god phone. i was like living in suspense <laughs> this whole time <laughs> i know this about you and i don't like to leave you there so i just will let you know yeah. we gotta um we also take questions on instagram um got a handful of questions one of them is a real question do you think schnar slash sebastian stand could have saved this movie Obviously. What if Sebastian yes. Stan is one of the killers? I mean, I mean, that's he would have had to be, right? He's or, charming as hell. I would have been in. What if they kidnapped Sebastian Stan? Oh. And he had Addison's disease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. He died if that's too exciting. From Gilmore Girls. That's the question. <laughs> He's in Gilmore yeah. Girls? Oh, I didn't wait, know that. Wait, 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 wait. Who? Sebastian Stan? No, who's in Gilmore Girls? Not Gilmore Girls. Oh. The, the never mind gossip girl that's the one uh, <laughs> different different show um, you right. smart people <laughs> I took this question facetiously but you smart people can choose to take it literally what's your favorite Sar- Sartre play whatever John however you said it <laughs> no well Jason Jason I think, I think that's the correct yeah I think that's the correct pronunciation sure what's your favorite that guy play um I should have looked them up what other ones are there yeah. Well, I swear, like I was, I didn't want to say something, and then it was, I was going to be like, you know, I was going to have gotten it wrong, and it was like a Camus thing or something. Yeah, I was going to say Camus is different. The stranger's different. I don't know that I've read any. Like, I, I do think I read No Exit in college, but I don't know that I've read. I'm like looking at some of these other titles. I'm going to go with The Devil and the Good Lord just because mm. that sounds like a great title. <laughs> there you go. I was going to say I'm pretty smart, but I'm not Sart smart. Uh, so it was it was 40s was no exit it looks like um you know uh, for those my, keeping score. my favorite era of plays <laughs> <laughs> i saw a high school rendition of cinderella a couple weeks ago john that was scintillating <laughs> i had an allergic reaction to the auditorium and got sick for a week afterwards so that's my that, oh God. that in the capital region you uh, this? It, yes it was oh boy it's probably prions. <laughs> Dude, I, was, I was, I literally was just sitting there angry. Cause I knew I was going to get like, I haven't been around that many people in a prolonged, like, you know, when a room gets, this is a, okay. This is a sensation that I had forgot. Do you know when a room full of a lot of people gets hot and you're just breathing in like hot air that happened? And I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm going to, I'm just going to get COVID and die before I even leave this place. <laughs> Eric, I just have to interrupt here. Jean Paul, sorry 
has a play called The Respectful Prostitute. Yes. <laughs> That's definitely my favorite. <laughs> I was, I was going to get that in, too. No, no I'm sorry. No. But is it the respectable, the respectable prostitute, Patty, the daytime hooker? No, it's respectful. She's respectful. Yeah. Oh. I mean, He's I not necessarily saying she's too, respectable. She just Patty pay, could still be respectful. She pays yeah. respect to other people, it sounds like. Which is, you, you know, that's a good way to be, I think, just in general. Yeah. Last question for the evening. What is your favorite inclement weather memory? Snowed in a house, delayed flights, et cetera. This, okay. I forget this guy's name, but this is um, Caitlin's friend. He's been writing in the last couple weeks. Very delightful gentleman. I love this because like, he's like, what's your favorite memory? And then he lists two things that are horrible. Getting snowed in a house and getting your flight delayed. Which is how I know this is a positive person. And I like that. <laughs> No, I mean those they can they can lead to interesting. Dude, I mean growing memories. up in the Northeast, I loved a good blizzard slash snow day as a kid. Yeah. The but, best I'll give you mine, and it's actually related, Eric. Hurricane Floyd. So like Alyssa, cover your ears, I guess. Um, Hurricane Floyd was like, I think we were in seventh grade. And it was like one of these things where like the hurricane was coming. We don't get a lot of hurricanes in Pennsylvania, but like it was coming, they like knew it was coming. They sent us to school. We're like, it was like 10 in the morning. So we'd been through like two or three classes in middle school. And they were like, guys, this hurricane's really bad. Literally the principal comes on. Hurricane's really bad. The buses will be arriving in like 20 minutes. Everybody has to go home. Like no sports. Like every, you know, everything's canceled. Go home. <laughs> we People went crazy. We got home. <laughs> and like, I lived like up the street from my friends. Uh, and it was like warm. I remember it must've been like August or something. It was like early in the year, school year. We just fucking put on like ratty ass clothes and ran around in this hurricane <laughs> for like the whole rest of the day. It was incredible. I mean, like <laughs> probably dangerous, but like just doing the dumbest like shit you could think of in the suburbs with a hurricane going on. It was great. <laughs> uh, like Northeast hurricanes are real wild because, you know, people don't picture them hitting here. But like in Boston, well, not- one, in Boston, once a year, you get slammed like with a hurricane. You're not really like they don't we don't build for hurricanes right. because yeah. you don't have them that much. So there was like flooding everywhere. I mean, it was crazy. There, you, we were like wading through water on the street, like up to our waist, you know, yeah. in certain places. Super gross. Probably like not a good idea. But um, like, whatever. Taking staff baths all day. <laughs> have either of you West Coasters experienced uh, any earthquake action? Okay, yeah, we do have earthquakes. I was saying we don't really it's not really have weather per se, but <laughs> um, I remember there was one earthquake where the power went out like for a long time, and so the big exciting thing was they were just giving away ice cream at the <laughs> at the end of the street because it was thawing. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> so awesome. So you could just go get a melty scoop, and it was like you know I was a kid, so it was the best thing that, ever. That sounds like <laughs> a pretty amazing memory. How about the, you, Jason? Uh, Sorry, Casey. Oh, I was going to say back in 1978, I was four years old and uh, northern Indiana got blanketed in a blizzard. Biggest one in history for a long time. I have vivid memories being four years old. I don't remember much of the blizzard, but I remember waking up and going in my mom's room in the trailer we lived in at the time. And she said, go look who's on the couch. Well, my uncle lived in a town called Bremen, Indiana, lived in Uh, worked in a town called Warsaw and in between was where our trailer court was and the snow gotten so bad. He stopped at our uh, place with my mom and dad and he was crashed out on our couch. So I woke up, my mom said, 
go see who's on the couch. And I tiptoed down the hallway to go see who's on the couch in the living room and saw my uncle there. He was kind of pudgy. He had a beard. My first thought at four years old was, it's freaking Santa Claus. And I woke him up by jumping knees first onto his chest. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Jason, you got one? Um, well, I've only been in Los Angeles like 12 years and we have great weather, so not yeah. too much. I do remember my first earthquake living here. It was just a very minor one. I was just sitting on the couch and all of a sudden we had the, that thing where the pots and pans are hanging. And yeah. all of a sudden they just started like moving a little bit. And then I just felt like a roll, like everything's kind of like went up and down real quick. That's crazy. <laughs> but, um, I used to live, I, I grew up in Portland and, uh, it only snowed a couple times a year, and usually it'd snow at night, and then you know um, it would all melt by the morning. One time we had a freak storm in the middle of the afternoon, and I had uh, a jeep with four wheel drive, so I, I knew I could drive through anything really. And people just like flipped out; they didn't know what to do. So people just like stopped on the side of the road. They just like went to bars and stuff, and I'm just driving four wheel <laughs> drive all the way home. I literally saw someone build a fire on the side of the <laughs> road. I don't know. We just live um, here now. This is how it ends. Yeah, this is where we are. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, uh, I, it would be apocalypse. I do have like deep nostalgia for thunderstorms, mm. but like not when the storm is happening. It's like the 20 minutes before it goes off. It's like before rain, once rain happens, I'm actually kind of over it and I'm like, close the blinds. I don't, I'm, I'm good. But like that, man, that like tension in the air before yeah. a thunderstorm where it's like the clouds and thundering and you get some lightning and the wind, wind picks up. That's like, dude, I'm like, wherever I am, I'm like, somebody put the Halloween soundtrack on. It's like Halloween <laughs> or, or like creep show. And I'm just like, I just soak in as much as I can until Eric, it rains. You got to move back to Florida, bro. That's every fucking afternoon. <laughs> I, I mean, dude, the, if the thunderstorms in the South and especially down in like Southern Florida are insane oh, yeah. and they happen like daily in the summer, it's like nothing you've ever seen, like terrifying lightning yeah. and thunder. It's crazy. Although you in the Northeast we do get thunder snow, which is pretty wild. Oh, oh yeah. It's when it yeah. thunders and lightnings during a snowstorm. What? And it's like you're in the mist is what it feels like. But the really crazy thing is that when it lightnings, the air is filled with slow moving, like basically light refractors. So it basically mm-hmm. lights up like a nuclear bomb goes off. Like when the lightning hits, it's yeah, just it's like everything, brighter. it's like flashes basically. Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't even know that was a thing. We're, I'm going to look at the YouTube. It's real cool. We're supposed to get a thunderstorm tomorrow. That's that's what they're saying here. Uh, the day after for me. Oh, uh, maybe yeah. it is Thursday. You're yeah. right. You're We're right. supposed to have severe storms all week. Yay. John, you, you can rest assured when that happens. Le- stop to yourself and just think somewhere right now, Eric is listening to the Halloween soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to think of me when you feel it in the air, okay? Uh, I'll know. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, Thundersnow. Check it out. You West Coast people with your pleasant weather that don't yeah. know the horrors. I miss that. I miss snow and thunderstorms and stuff. Yeah, I think I would, I would too. I did I miss, like, in living in Florida, I did miss the seasons for sure. But winter is the worst. It's the hell season. So forget that shit. <laughs> you need the hell season though that you, it, so you honestly, appreciate. Spring sucks. Spring sucks ass too. So you really get like summer and fall is like kind of it. And there's a good section of summer where it's like unlivable up here because it's too hot. Oh, see, Eric, do I'm you like, work for the tourism board? Of <laughs> <laughs> I'm hard on spring right now. Like it's so today spring was fucking amazing. Sucks, but it like rained all morning, and then it's like the sun comes out. 
it got warm and you're just like, yes. It gets warm for like 20 <laughs> minutes and it, everything is mud. Well, I don't yeah. Know. I don't know how Indiana, warm you need it to be. But. <laughs> Indiana, we're currently in second spring and then we're getting ready to go into mud season. Then we'll go into third spring and then straight into <laughs> dead of uh, summer. <laughs> yeah, there's a graphic somewhere about like the Northeast and they, this time of the year is like, they call it full spring. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, it was, I mean, it was in the 30s the other night. I mean, yeah. Still gets chilly. But all right. Well, we had, like spring, fall, yeah. summer, that, well, fire. That's, the weird like, thing about Florida, <laughs> the weird thing with Florida is like fall and winter are just one long, like mild fall. Like it just sort of the leaves kind of turn and they fall and then they just stay there all year long. Like the leaves never go away, basically. Oh. Well, all right, John, would it surprise you to know we don't know what we're reviewing next week? It wouldn't at all, actually. Yeah, obviously. Um, I think there's a theatrical thing. Uh, we can look, but let's cross our fingers that uh, the Apple situation gets straightened out. If not, we're gonna have to check in with John Apple and see what's going on. Um, John Apple, <laughs> check out. Are you see the uh, the new Sam Raimi joint, Doctor Strange? Oh, oh, I forgot oh. he directed that. It does look good. I thought the trailers were... I like the first one, It too. feels like I'm one of those things I have to have seen 50 other Marvel movies to see, so I don't know that. Don't yeah. Know that. <laughs> 50 well, movies and 10 shows, watched. which is what they've it, done to Star Wars now, too. Like, I'm kind of out on Star Wars because I can't... I just can't watch it all. I yeah, assume I WandaVision looks like it's being pulled in, like, pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah. hard. Definitely. Yeah. So, I'm probably all set that, but... Uh check out dads from the crypt check out zombie girls more deadly all those things happening casey you do you have anything you want to promote i'm still posting art on uh instagram cinema.fromage so come hang out and find me uh i've got some art on display but that's coming that's about to an end who knows what comes out next love it who knows it's a good way to put it who knows what's next for any of us casey mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> all right <laughs> Ladies and gents, that's going to do it for this episode of Bloody Good Horror. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll talk to you soon. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>